Hey everybody, welcome here to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. Hey, that pause is getting shorter and shorter. Hey, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today, before we get back into the list of things that, that we haven't seen yet, I figured we'd take a look at things that are about to come out. Our last episode was things that came out and that we, we, we liked, and now we're going to talk about a few things that we're excited for, mm-hmm. some things that we're not. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so it's New Year, so it means new movie season, a lot of exciting things coming out this year, um, mostly in the summer. There's like a yeah. lot of summer movies, but yeah. we're not going to talk about summer movies today. We're going to save that until closer to summer when a lot more trailers are out. Um, we're going to focus on from January until April. And even then there's a few blockbusters in there that we're going to talk about. So um, I've got the list here in front of me, so I'm going to be taking point on this one. Um, So last week, Escape Room came out uh, starting off January 4th. I haven't really Uh, seen it on your list to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you worked in an escape room, didn't you? I did. That's why I'm so excited to see it. I know it's not (laughs) going to be even close to what escape rooms are, but there's like a little part of me that needs to see it. Yeah. That's that's how I am with like uh, that superstore show on NBC. Like I worked retail for so long. I'm like, I kind of oh, yeah. want to watch that, but at the yeah. same time, I don't. I'm still in the that? retail game and like, I've watched the first couple episodes yeah. and it's funny. It's hysterical. I just, it's painful yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Painful, like too realistic or painful, like not even close. There's some of the stuff that I'm telling you right now, the writers for the show had to have worked in retail, especially yeah. big box retail, uh-huh. because some of the stuff is just too dead on to reality. Oh, I love that. It's just like the characters and the bosses and the different personalities of like the customers and like the, the uh, and like the associates. Like it's, it's crazy. Wow. So coming out next week, or I guess this week, considering when we're releasing this is a dog's way home, which is not the sequel to a dog's purpose or the, it's a whole different dog movie with Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, oh yeah. So right. it's a dog movie. That's all I need to know about the plot. It's a dog movie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, you guys have seen the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer for this. No, movie. I haven't either. It's a dog movie. The trailer's the trailer's the whole movie. I mean, they show you like the beginning, middle, and end of the movie in the trailer. It looks ridiculous. I mean, not ridiculous in a good way. Ridiculous in a, a dog befriend, befriends a cougar, and then they're best friends in fight off wolves way. It is. It, it, it's pretty much here. Give us ten dollars to see a big pupper on the screen. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> like that's the thing. I'm still probably gonna watch it. Yeah. Why? Do, why don't they just put this stuff on the internet where it goes? Like, yeah, exactly. Seriously. Um, still gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard is the voice of the dog. And is then, that who that is? Yeah. Um, oh. So Ron Howard's daughter. Um, she was in <laughs> Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, rounding out the cast, you have Ashley Judd and James Edward James Olmos. So that's that like a good cast. And those are the only three names I recognize. <laughs> so what is with Hollywood and getting these big name actors for weird animal movies? Like, remember that time Kevin Spacey, God rest his soul, was a cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then his career died for reasons that didn't have to do with that movie. Exactly. No, but let no, but let him be frank. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm just no. We're not. No, not we're not going any further on that one. Conversation about this movie. Good. No, okay, but but to be honest, though, I mean, yeah. isn't it kind of like a pay cut? 
com- for them voice acting compared to like being in it. Yeah, like physically. I feel like it's a pay cut for voice. A- well, I mean, voice acting is cheaper. Is cheaper, but they still get paid. Oh, they still get paid a ton, a ton, a ton of money. But at the same time, too, they just have to go to to like a recording studio. A lot. There's no makeup. There's no set. They just, you know. I feel like a lot of the time it's doing favors for people, um, because I and like trying to get stuff that they want as well. Because I know Bryce Dallas Howard's starting to direct a lot. Oh, is she? Yeah, um, like her dad. Um, but so maybe it's something to do with that. Like sometimes they'll just do a voice gig because they want to, or they, they're doing it for a studio so that they can get money to do their passion project. Yeah. Like, um, or sometimes they just do it for them. So they have money to go do whatever they want. Yeah. Like Glenn Close did Guardians of the Galaxy just so she didn't have to work on like big budget stuff for a while. Like she got that Marvel paycheck. It's like, oh, I can go do indie art films for nothing and not have to worry. Mm -hmm. So... Because actors are people too, and they also have bills. Well, yes, of course. It just, I just kind of see the whole voice acting thing to be kind of, I don't know. I, I think it would almost be easier, just because like you're not having to go through four hours of makeup. You're not having to like leave your family to like go to like a weird destination for like four months. Like you get up, you drive to the voice studio, yeah, and you record for maybe eight, nine, ten hours, then you go home. Yeah, I, I think that's there's no trailer. I know she has kids too, so probably yeah. in between projects, um, she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm available to do this. I'm in town. Mm-hmm. I'm not in Hawaii filming a shitty Jurassic World movie." <laughs> um, Fallen. I forgot to bring up Fallen Kingdom in our 2018 review. That was that was the worst movie I saw last year. Like, All the I, clone kids. <laughs> still, see, I, I, I would much here's, rather watch Venom again than here. That. Here's the thing <laughs> about that movie. Total. Yeah. I will total. I will totally say that it is probably my least favorite Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, but I still find it entertaining to the point where I'm, yeah. I'll probably watch it again. Like we watch- bought the steel book that has all of the Jurassic Park movies that came oh, out. Okay. So uh, um, that's how I watched it. Besides a few things that were kind of silly, like I like the movie. <laughs> I mean, it delivers on its premise. It's going to give you an island exploding and dinosaurs trying to figure out what they're doing afterwards. And it does everything plus Chris Pratt. I'm okay with that. I, I just, I want to know how they're going to remake Jurassic Park 3 for the Jurassic World threequel. Because <gasps> Fallen Kingdom is just Lost World in reverse. Like, little time on the island, a lot of time on mainland. Like, it's just more the, talking the raptors, play. I hope. Yeah. I hope uh, they just say my name all the time. <laughs> Alan. 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 <laughs> Alan. It's Steve. <laughs> all right. Um, What's moving, the next movie? Next movie coming out this week is The Upside with Brian Cranston and former Oscar host Kevin Hart. <laughs> Ooh, too soon. <laughs> that is not too soon. That is right on time. <laughs> Uh, this is a, I know a little bit about this. This is a remake of a French film called, oh, what was it called? Um, do, 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 do. Omelette du Formage. No, The Intouchables. The Inclutchables? Intouchables. Gotcha. Inclutchables would be a lot more interesting. So Brian Cranston <laughs> plays a man confined to a wheelchair and Kevin Hart is his uh, new caretaker who shows him the upside of life. 
Aww, oh, I recently saw this trailer, yeah. but I was only paying half attention to it. It so. looks good, but I've lost <laughs> a lot of respect for Kevin Hart in the last few weeks. Yeah, Is it because totally of the whole it. thing? I mean, the, the trailer looked good. Yeah, the trailer looks good. Yeah, because of the whole thing, like, as shitty as it is that tweets from way back are being brought up, same thing with James Gunn. Like, yeah. James Gunn got fired for from Guardians 3 because of tweets like Kevin Hart's. Yeah. Um, different content, but still the same idea. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. Jokes you shouldn't be making. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, James Gunn was like, he owned up to it. I was like, I was, I didn't, like, this yeah. was a different time. These were jokes. He owned up to it and yeah. he apologized. Kevin Hart was like, I'm not apologizing. Like <laughs> oh. it's, it's a whole weird way yeah. to take that whole thing. And I guess he's going to be on Ellen this week talking about oh, it. Yeah? So I don't know. I don't think being on Ellen can fix all of your problems. But <laughs> I, I, I also saw rumors that he might be coming back as Oscar host. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it was, it, I kind of understand where, where, where Kevin Hart was coming from, though, just because granted, I'm on your side of the whole thing yeah. with him, but at the same time, from his point of view, with how old those tweets were, like mm-hmm. you've got to, like you've got to understand like historical context. Yeah, like you can't watch Blazing Saddles today without realizing the, the, the type of environment the it was different. Difference is this isn't stuff from like when Blazing Saddles came. Oh out. yeah, it's, this is from like 2011. True. So. <laughs> It's just a lot has changed though since then. It has, but still, the way the whole situation was handled by everyone—I'm not saying he's exactly entirely at fault—but the way it was handled by everyone is just a mess. Yeah, there's people at fault all over the place for it. And to be honest, I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan to begin with. Yeah, you know, I aren't. I'm not either, really. And I, same here, because I don't really understand what the huge explosion of him is all of a sudden. Because he's been around forever. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I remember watching his stand-up when I was in high school, and that was before 95. I mean, 2005. Yeah, it's because he's friends with The Rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Makes but, sense, though. But I would watch this just for Brian Cranston. Yeah. I love yes. Brian Cranston. He is... Um, um, well, have you seen any of this stuff after hit, like, Heisenberg I am the for one him? Like, knocks. he did one with... Um, uh, he did one called like why him or something that comedy. Did you guys see oh, that one? I, I saw like one scene of that. I was no. Like, okay. No, thank you. Was it, it wasn't good. Like he wasn't good in it. I mean, I'm sure he's fine in it. Like it's him and Megan Mullally playing the parents and then, uh, James Franco. And yeah, like, I mean, that sounds like a good cast. It's a good cast, but if the, like the script didn't really wow me at all. So got it. like the whole premise is like, okay, I've seen yeah. this movie before. Um, but yeah, I'm looking. I, I I'm looking forward to this. I I still the uh, Intouchables has been on my list for a while now. So mm-hmm. see this, I would definitely wait. Like I'm like this isn't a movie I would see in theaters. This is one I'd wait for to be honest. Yeah. Because yep. when it comes to like dramas and like drama slash comedies, I don't need to see them in theaters. Sure. Yeah. You, you know. So, but I mean, like that is a movie I definitely want to see. Yeah, it's one that if it shows up on Netflix, I'll probably check out. Yeah. All right, coming mm-hmm. out January eighteenth, and this is the only movie on the list for this date, probably for good reason. Yeah. M Night Shyamalan's Glass. I cannot wait for this. Now I'm so excited. We we talked about Split on the show uh, a few years back when it came out. Devin, have you seen S- Split? No, I've never seen Split. I have know you, like the memes from Split, but that's it. Have, have you seen, um, uh, seen Unbreakable? 
I've seen Unbreakable. So like I get those references and like I understand the parts that are from Split and it sounds cool. Like the idea of a shared universe wasn't something I think I was expecting. Did they like hint towards it in Split? Yeah, they did. At the very end, Bruce Willis is just sitting there at a diner and they're talking about, wow, that guy sounds a lot like that guy from a few years ago who was in the wheelchair and killed all those people. What was his name? And it's just Bruce Willis looking up saying, Mr. Glass. And then he puts the hood on and then the, the music oh from gosh. Unbreakable comes on. Okay. So here oh, for, okay. So my wife and I went because yeah. Yeah. we loved the trailers and we wanted to see the, this movie so bad. And I loved it like all the way through, like I loved split. And then at the end, they show Bruce Willis at the diner and and the waitress doing those lines back and forth. And as soon as they show them, I mean, I'm just like, I grip like the seat and I'm starting to like hyperventilate like it's a sequel. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. But I was being really quiet because the movie was still going on and I'm looking around like really quickly trying to find out, you know, if other people are like having that same reaction and nobody was. And I'm like, nobody's getting the connection. Oh my God. Like I'm flipping out. We get out of the theater, we get in the car and I just let loose to my wife. I was like, Oh my God, it was a sequel. Oh my God. This was amazing. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Um, well, I, I had read, I saw something online before cause you made me go see split. Oh yeah. And I saw something online that said something about unbreakable and I was like, I own this. I ha- haven't seen this yet. I should watch this before I go. And <laughs> yeah. thank God I did. <laughs> like it made the, the ending so much better. So oh, yeah. that being said, um, one thing we're going to actually talk about while we're doing this as well is what movies we're going to talk about while they're in theaters. So do we want to make glass on that list? Like, do we want? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glass Absolutely. is going to be on that list. I'll have to watch split before then, but that's fine. That's on my yeah. list anyway. And then we, we can talk about split as well. Yeah. yeah split's good. good. I mean, split, even if it wasn't a sequel. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's entertaining. It's a very, Definitely yeah. one of the better, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's in the last 10 years. You wouldn't, you you wouldn't even think that the same person who made Split made The Village. You wouldn't even know. (laughs) Did he make himself a character in this though? Yeah, 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 he did. did Real real quick, real quick. It's it's a small scene. Yeah, he did it right though. But Glass, I mean, I Uh love in the trailer. I, I love how they're having like the doctor, which the actress Sarah Paulson. She's in a ton of stuff this coming year. Yeah, she was just in Bird Box. Yeah. Um, and then she was in something else that I watched the trailer for before I came over here. But for the life of me, I can't remember what it is yeah. right now. Uh, let's take a look. But yeah, you've got a great cast. So you got Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is coming back from Split. I, I, I'm calling it now. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment's going to show up as the kid from The Sixth Sense. <gasps> That would be amazing. That would be cool. He still I'm, looks like young Haley Joel Osment too. It would work. Yeah, just like a wider face. That's the yeah. only. <laughs> that's it. That would work too because that's technically his superpower. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm that's I'm true, serious. Though. You know, yeah, but, you're right. I mean, like, I love the direction. I love the whole insane asylum. Her doing, you know, just kind of like grouping them together, studying what's going on, and then them getting out. Yeah, I yeah. love this idea. I honestly, well, I, I heard somewhere that the movie that's being advertised is not the movie that it is. It so reads I, a little X Meny to me, honestly, and I'm glad that that I'm glad I heard that. I feel like there's going to be 
like everything we've seen is from like the first third of the movie because Split was that way where you didn't see much yeah. of the movie. Like you saw maybe the first act in the trailers and that's it. Yeah. Because really? they, did, they, they, did, yeah. they did a really good job of hiding the uh, second act. Mm-hmm. Like you get snippets of it, but not like any plot details. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Which if that's which from what I remember seeing, I wonder then if uh, uh, the Split character from you know split i wonder if him getting out is actually prior to them going into the psych ward instead of the other way around i don't know it's hard to tell either way i love the way it looks in the trailer i love the feel of it and even if it isn't the movie that they're kind of like advertising the way it's done i my faith in m night has been restored because of this movie series yeah it really has he's had so much time to plan this out um, and with the superhero universes being what they are, it makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, so is this, is this the second most successful shared universe aside from Marvel so far? I wouldn't, well, uh, there's only two movies. That's true. I mean, there's only, I, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if it's a shared universe because it's really just a sequel. Okay. So, I mean, it's just uh, well, like, I guess it would be a spinoff. I feel like there's another one that I can't think of. Well, I know that from interviews that he's done, I believe most of his movies are all in the same timeline. Really? Yeah, I don't know how how much that works out. I know um, Tarantino's movies are like that. that They all share the same timeline. So in that timeline, Hitler died in a movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And like there's people are related in all the movies like going back to like Django there's people like someone in Django is related to somebody in Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and Mm -hmm. that's really cool I like that Um, yeah but uh, like uh, like The Sixth Sense The Village um, Unbreakable uh, the I don't but see the the one movie that doesn't make any sense for it being that way is The Happening yeah, because if oh, the yeah. happening were to happen, you can't do a movie like Split, which would have happened timeline after the happening and that not getting brought up, especially with it being in Philly. I mean, all of his oh, movies right. take place in Pennsylvania around for, Burke's County, except, uh, except for Avatar. Yeah, it'd be weird if that still took place in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> it might um, honestly somewhere, but um. I don't think anyone acknowledges that the happening happened. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. So, trees are killing people. Oh no! Yeah. What? <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Glass. We'll definitely do an episode on that when it comes yes. out because I'm gonna go see that. Mm-hmm. Ryan might have to take me because I don't think my wife wants to go. <laughs> but oh, that's sad. All right, coming out the next week, uh, Devin and I's birthday week. Uh, yeah. Our birthday weekend. The kid who would be king. Okay, this oh, is one that I had right. the opportunity to watch the trailer for, and I skipped over it because I totally didn't think we'd be talking about it. Well, just real quick, it I, I saw the trailer on Facebook the other day in like a really weird format where they cropped the out the edges so you just see the people. Uh, the only the only thing this movie really has going for that makes me kind of intrigued is Patrick Stewart as Merlin. That's right. I forgot he was Merlin in this trailer. Um, I also saw the trailer. 
I totally had no idea exactly what this movie was about. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah, you you got it, man. It's Sword in the Stone set in present day London. Okay, because... And all the kids are cool. have swords. It's so cool. Because they make Harry Potter jokes. Hang on, what? It's modern day with swords? I got to tell you guys something off the podcast. Okay. Okay. I got to tell you something off the podcast. (laughs) I'm intrigued. This really, like, just like, I just want to, like, stab myself in the stomach right now. Right. Yeah, the trailer doesn't make you feel any better. Sorry, trailer. No, it has nothing to do with the trailer. It's the concept. Oh, no. I'll give you just... I'll drop that little hint. It's the concept. Okay. Good. All right. So also coming out our birthday weekend is Serenity, which is not a Firefly movie. Yeah, and that kills me. We don't have a great birthday weekend, Alan. I'm sorry. No, um, but it, it has good people in it. Um, Anne Hathaway, Diane Lane, and Matthew McConaughey. Um, it's a great cat. The mysterious passive fishing boat captain comes back to haunt him when his ex-wife tracks him down to it with a desperate plea for help, ensnarling him and his new reality that may not be all that it seems. Yeah, I don't care. It's in the I know. Wikipedia calls it a sexy noir film, so I'm sold. <laughs> well, it, it's from the guy who directed who did a lot of Peaky Blinders. He he created Peaky Blinders, which I've heard good things about. I like Peaky Blinders. This might be worth watching. He uh, wrote Locke, which is a Tom Hardy movie that I'm going to put on the list because I've only heard great things about it. I've heard it's really good, yeah. Um, so that, the fact that he's involved kind of makes me intrigued, and I like yeah. the cast. Yeah. Um, but other than that, my list now. Rather, I, I want to move on to the next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Let's keep on going. So jumping ahead, because they're to the to uh February 8th, my mom's birthday. Ooh. What's um, going on with that? Well, one movie that I want to talk about for a split second is What Men Want. Have you yes. seen the trailer for this? I know. I this didn't come up on my search it's of movies gen- coming out. It's in a gen- gender swapped remake of what women want. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Is it the same actors no. though? No. Oh, damn. It's Taraja B. Henson play, playing the uh, Mel Gibson role. Oh my God. I have not seen the poster for this until now. It's her holding a pair of golden baseballs. Like they're balls. Yep. <laughs> oh yep. my God. This movie, um, wow. Alan and Ryan, I'm going to see this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see it. Oh, I'm going to see I it. I have Absolutely. a feeling this movie is going to cause some... Uh, okay, so every now and then a movie comes out that kind of just like takes control of the internet for uh, for like a month or two with like jokes and memes and stuff. I'm rolling the dice right now and saying that this is my dark horse movie for taking over the internet for at least a month after it comes out. Interesting. Just because of the concept and the topics they're probably going to go over in this. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong in just a second. Okay. But I know why he's wrong. Rounding out the cast of this is uh, Wendy McLevin Covey from the Goldbergs mm-hmm. uh, and Max Greenfield from uh, New Girl. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, tra- and you also got Tracy Morgan in here, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to see this movie. I'm going to tell <laughs> both of you all about it. Okay. I'll talk about it on the podcast for people who are listening. You'll well, hear all about it. Too. We'll do it. We'll fine. do a mini episode where you just talk about it. Yeah. I can't wait. I, yep. I and, then, and then of course we just react to you like, you know, geeking out oh. over it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, yep. <laughs> I, I will say I do like what women want. 
mm-hmm. put aside all the Mel Gibson stuff. Like that movie <laughs> has a great soundtrack. Oh yeah, it, it, it does. It, it's a lot of like Sinatra, Bobby Darin. Now, have either of you seen What Women Want? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. So I don't have like a baseline to compare this to. I don't have like nostalgia and well, really any anything for Mel Gibson. So Well, we were talking before the show a little bit about how the tie-in episodes do. Maybe we'll have to do what what women want for a tie-in. Yeah, week. we might have to. <gasps> or, I'm gonna make you guys watch it. Or yes. I think I think the other movie coming out this week is already on the list. So um also coming out February eighth is the Lego movie. The second part. <laughs> you can't hear this, but I'm freaking out. Yeah. Lego I'm so movie excited. Two. Um, Ryan, have you seen the Lego movie? I know you saw Lego Batman. I have not seen the Lego movie. Oh, Ryan, no. Yeah. And Ryan. It's just because of when it came out with other movies and there were video right. games that I was into. And I think it was when it, when did it come out? When did the first Lego movie come out? 2014. No, when? Like what month? February. Feb- February? Yeah. Okay. It, of 2014. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. I was... That was about the time we, you and I started knowing each other. Yeah, it was. And it was also the first year that I had... Uh, it, it, it was also um, one of the years that I ended up having a lot of time to watch uh, hockey on the, on, oh. on the streaming app that I uh, pay for. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I that's like close to that's like the end of the season Movies getting closer to the sports, season. Ryan, so. I keep telling you, Hey man, I'm sorry, <laughs> but sports is the best reality TV show ever. It is truly unscripted. So what I'm most excited about for the Lego movie too is, um, Chris Pratt playing himself. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What was the guy? He was like a Raptor trainer, space hero, cowboy or something. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Like, it's amazing. It might make me like Chris Pratt again because for a while there I was like, no. Really? Like, yeah. I After Infinity War. After, okay. No. After his breakup with Anna Ferris, I'm just kind of like, I don't really care anymore. Like you've become Aww. kind of a dick. And then, and then Infinity War happened and then Jurassic uh-huh. World. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Um, uh, but no. Lego, Lego Movie 2 might might bring me back around to the... I hope okay. it does. Can I, I, no, I'm so excited for can it. I just, can I just admit something yeah. about Chris Pratt and me? Sure. Okay. The only you think time, he's ugly too? No. <laughs> the only time that I actually really, really, really liked Chris Pratt in something mm-hmm. was the five-year engagement. Oh, that movie sucked. I don't I, I've never seen that one. That... Is the only, okay? So um, somebody gets shot with a crossbow. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, but but anyway, like I like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. I like him as Star Lord. It's just I I like him the way I like some other actors that I just they're talented. I'm just I'm not that big on Chris Pratt. See, I, I I watched him on Parks and Rec, so I I know that he was on Parks and Rec, and I haven't seen a lot of episodes. You haven't of that. seen a lot of these com- like comedy sitcom gold it's from be- the last few years. It's because they're TV shows. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And if I'm not watching movies or playing video mm-hmm. games, I'm watching sports because yeah, right. that's my TV show. So that's. Right. 
that's why. I definitely think you need to check out Parks and Recreation. I am. And I'm also going to check out the one that I was... uh, Brooklyn uh, Nine-Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because I finally... Okay, so I came across uh, a YouTube six-minute clip of their captain... Captain Holt. Yeah, yeah Captain, Captain Holt. Holt. Of just a bunch of one-liners, just one after the other. And I I almost dropped I almost dropped my phone because I was laughing so hard. So I I had no idea yeah. uh, about that show at all, but I'm definitely gonna watch that uh uh nine nine here yeah. soon. Nine nine. <laughs> oh good. I love um, that show. Yeah, me too. I can't wait for it to come back. I'm glad NBC picked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just spend the rest of the show talking about our love of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Ryan can leave. Good. Yeah, Ryan, go stay in the corner. Alan, Alan <laughs> loves his Nine-Nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lego Movie 2. Yes. It, all the, the, the cast from the first Lego movies returning. So you got Chris Pratt in there. Phenomenal. Elizabeth Banks. Nick Offerman as Metalbeard. Um, Will Arnett is, is returning as Batman. Um, Margot Robbie is playing Harley Quinn this time. Oh, that's really cool. And I read that Jason Momoa is going to be Aquaman in it. So that's cool, too. That's really awesome. That is actually the fact that they're they're keeping the the voices. That's good. And then um, Tiffany Haddish is in in it now, too. I think she plays the bad guy who kidnaps. uh, Is she she the queen? I think so. Queen. uh, Whatever I want to be. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was clever. It's dumb. And I thought it was clever. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, Just like. Lego Movie Two: The Second Part is a great title, right? Um, and the trailer is fantastic. We're definitely going to make Ryan watch the first one, yeah, uh, for the show when this yeah, comes and out. Not, so, not to spoil anything, but it looks like this has like a very similar type of emotional core that the first one did. Yeah, without I ruining anything for Ryan. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do the same thing they did in the first one, but we'll I see. I hope so. I that's really what made that movie for me, honestly. Yeah. Well, they didn't do it in in Batman, so. Did they do it in Ninjago? Did anyone see that? I did not see that. I kind of wanted to, but yeah, I haven't yet. No. Um, okay, so that, those are two movies coming out February 8th, but we need to talk about the last one. Uh, I don't know if this came up in your guys' search for stuff that's uh-huh. com- coming out. There's a movie coming out called um, Cold Pursuit. Have you guys heard about this? No. No, what is this? A snowplow driver seeks revenge against drug dealers he thinks killed his son. It's Liam Neeson. I remember yeah, this. I've it's seen Liam this Neeson one. Playing a snowplow driver who kills people and disposes of the bodies of- in the snow. Okay, 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 okay. So this is a pure example of like I think South Park, uh South Park made fun of Family Guy for uh-huh. having manatees pick the family guy like jokes of yeah, like right. setup and theme. Uh-huh. Manatees made the plot for this movie i know i remember they were getting in trouble in canada for uh for something back when they were making this um Good. the film was refused a permit to shoot in a, in a national park uh the explanation was that the park parks canada objected to the antagonist of the film being abor an aboriginal canadian <laughs> um no comment yeah. See, this is just one of those things where I, I can just see it. Like a bunch of like burnt out, not brain dead as an insult, but just like been thinking way too hard for like too many hours and, and they're just they're, they're yeah. stuck. And they're like, okay, snowplow driver, revenge, buries bodies in the snow. 
Well, I think it's because Liam Neeson's also, and I know this isn't our thing, but he's going to be a man in black. And yes, they needed yeah. something to balance out how awesome that's going to be. <laughs> they needed something to suck. Yeah. So you're pretty yeah, much exactly. saying, well, he's, so this is, so this is going to be the, the, the producer's effect. Exactly. I mean, what's okay. going to happen is if they keep like deflating or inflating Liam Neeson's ego, he's going to make Taken 4 and nobody wants Taken 4. Well, so they actually, keep giving him bad movies. Oh, no. Since you brought that up, this is actually going to be his last action film. He's retiring from the Taken genre. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. He, he's oh. gotten too old for it. I mean, did you guys see, I don't know, Liam Neeson's on a plane? I think it's called, or uh, no, it's called Commuter. Is, have you seen Commuter? Commuter? No. He looked almost too old for that one. Like not to be rude or anything yeah, like that. I, Cause I, he's a great actor. But. I really want to see him do comedy. Yeah. Like, um, okay. like my, I'm excited for men in black just because of that. Okay, my favorite Liam Neeson part, not movie mm-hmm. part was love. Actually. Yeah. When I he plays the, the single Christmas, dad, that yeah. would, that to me, that to me, that is, I want to see more of that Liam Neeson. Yeah. I don't care if it's like a romance drama or whatever. Like that's the Liam Neeson I want to see. My favorite Liam Neeson anything is, is a tie between his cameo in Ted 2 where he buys the tricks <laughs> and he appeared on a HBO show called Life's Too Short. Okay. It was a Ricky Gervais show that starred mm-hmm. Warwick Davis. It was like a mockumentary following Warwick Davis around. And at one point, he's in a meeting with Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, and Liam Neeson comes in, and he's like, I want to learn comedy. <laughs> and it's just a whole bit of him. They do improv. Yeah. And he just starts making jokes. Like, he starts making really dark, inappropriate jokes, and it's hysterical because <laughs> they're like, uh, oh, that, that, that's not that's not funny. We shouldn't be making fun of uh, of AIDS. He's like, well, he points to Ricky Gervais and like, well, he gets away with it. Well, how, how does he get away with it? And Stephen Merchant's just like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'll have to send you guys that clip. But this yes. actually, this actually isn't a comedy, even though it's a. Uh, this totally sounds like a it comedy. Like a com- it, it sounds like a, a lot lighter than it it probably is, but the trailer makes it look fun. But the reason I actually brought up Stephen Merchant is he has a movie coming out that he directed uh, the next week called "Fighting with My Family." You guys know Stephen Merchant, right? Remind me. He uh, he worked with uh, Ricky Gervais a lot. He was on the original Office at one point. Uh, he's really tall. He played Wheatley in Portal Two. Oh, yep, I know who you're talking about. That was it. Um, the dentist from the dentist. The oh, dentist from the Hangover. No, Stephen Merchant. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah. Picture's better. You're, Picture's you're, you're better. Thinking, you're thinking Ed, Ed Helms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is a comedy. A uh, former wrestler and his family make a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of joining the world wrestling entertainment. So, Devin, guess who's in it? Oh, it's 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 Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. yes. Absolutely it is. I saw this on my list and didn't watch the trailer because so I'm like, oh, we won't talk about this one. And I'm happy we're talking about this one. It was the same thing I did about the yeah. boy is the king yeah. thing. I, as I'm going through this list, I'm just searching things like, oh, this looks interesting. We're going to talk about this. But no, it's yeah. it's Dwayne Johnson, Cersei Lannister. Good. And, and Vince Vaughn <laughs> with Nick Frost and Stephen Merchant popping Good. up in there. Meh. I haven't seen anything for this. There's a trailer out, but I don't really... 
I don't really watch trailers that much unless it's something that sure. I really don't care about. So mm. I'll have to check this trailer out. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm right there with you. All right, coming out Valentine's Day. We- oh, that was February 13th. On February 14th is Alita Battle Angel. Hey, what do you guys know about this? Anything? I, know it's I an need anime. to see the poster. I know the for anime it. was beloved, and I've seen the like I've seen this trailer to death. It's in front of every movie I think I've seen in the last month and a half. Okay, well, it doesn't sound familiar to me. I, I have to see the movie poster, the something for me to get it. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit. I mean, it looks like it's a remake of the anime. Um, it looks is Christoph Waltz in it, which I really appreciate and I like it. It looks interesting enough, but it might also be one of those trailers that gave away a little bit too much. Um, and I don't know if, if that, I think it might've like weaned my interest a little bit. It might've given away too much. And it's an anime first. One of those Android. What's up? It's an anime first. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. It's an anime first. And I know that there's been a lot of trouble, like trying to like take anime and make it real life. So I'm a little bit skeptical and it's about, it looks like it's about an Android that was from like the upper gentry of society that's been thrown out because she's too dangerous, but she figures out that she's too dangerous and then revolts against the people that threw her out. And in the trailer, they have the wonderful line of, do you hate me because I'm not human? And then the guy goes, you're the most human I've ever met, which like, (laughs) fuck me. Like, sorry. It's just, that line is, it just seems so overused and I hate that they did that. And that almost turned me off from the movie. So, the biggest thing I, I took away from the first trailer I saw for this was her eyes looked really bad. Like the They're very huge. first trailer I saw about the a year big ago, anime eyes, the big anime eyes just did not fit at all. They'd use the avatar technology. Cause this is produced by James Cameron. This he's oh. been working on this since avatar. Like this was supposed oh to be his God. next thing, but this is directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> but it was written by uh, James Cameron and he's been working on it for years. Um, Rounding out the cast, you got Jennifer Coll- Jennifer Conley, Marshala Ali, um, Michelle Rodriguez. We talked about Christoph Waltz. Jack Earl Haley's in this. So it's got a good cast. I just, I'm not a huge anime fan, so I don't know. I mean, I'm going to see it. It's one of those that I think it's at least worth watching, even if it's terrible. Yeah. But I don't know if it's like top of my list of things I need to see. Yeah. See, I'm kind of like lukewarm in the whole anime thing because I've only seen like a couple shows. This sure. sounds interesting, and to be perfectly honest, that just sounds like a stereo, just like a, a basic anime plot line. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, but I mean, it's anime, so I like sci-fi, and that's what this is. So I mean, I, it, yeah. It, I mean, it already has my attention. I mean, the fact that James Cameron is involved means it's going to be visually stunning because Avatar was 10 years ago at this point. Wow. So 10 years past Avatar, like this is what he's been working on. So I thought I mean, the trailer makes it look stunning. He's been working on Avatars two through five. Oh, my God. Yeah. They start coming out in next year. So I'm not ready, but I'm not I ready am. for that. This has been in post for a few years, so it's wow. been in post for a few years. Yeah. Oh my like, gosh. Wow. But yeah, so I, I mean, I'll probably see it on like Blu-ray, but I'm not going to rush to the theaters to see this on Valentine's Day weekend. Right. Um, also coming out Valentine's Day is Happy Death Day to you. Have you guys seen? It's a sequel to Happy Death Day. Have you guys seen that? That's this no. sounds extremely familiar. Is it's this sequel? The, uh, 
Yeah, it's a sequel to Happy Death Day. It's the one where it's Groundhog's Day, but she keeps dying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. From oh, the pig yeah. Face. I haven't seen it. I've heard good things about it. Um, mm. I feel like they're grounding it into the running it into the ground with a sequel. I yeah. didn't like I thought the trailer for the first one was funny, but they the whole Groundhog's Day thing has been beat to death for me. Yeah. That as soon as they were like she keeps on waking up after she dies, I totally lost interest in ever wanting to see the movie, but it made me find the trailer to be humorous. So that's kind of why I kind of like stuck with like I like the trailer, but I mean, this movie came out, the first one came out in 2017 and the sequel's coming out this year. So they did not have much time to put any thought into the script. So that's promising. <laughs> what if it's just the first movie again? What if they get super meta about it? It's just all, yeah, maybe. It's just the whole movie was after she died too. I'm looking at the IMDb and it says references Groundhog Day. Like, no shit. It has to. <laughs> like, it, it's just Groundhog's Day, but she's in high school and not Bill Murray. Because I think, wasn't there a movie from one of the Wayans brothers where it was kind of the same thing? Like he was trying to get to his wedding or his friend's wedding and kept on like, he kept on like revisiting like that morning of his wedding. Because there's one where he's in the elevator naked and he just walks through the lobby because it's like the 30th time he's had to do it. That does not sound familiar to me at all. I don't, is it Butterfly Effect? It's not not Butterfly Effect. It's it's something with one of the Wayans brothers. No. Tom Cruise did a movie like this. That was cool. Yeah, uh, Live Die Repeat was actually really good. Mm-hmm. I actually like. Yeah, Emily Blunt was in it, right? Or whatever you whatever you want to call it. Live Die Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow, Groundhog's Day with Guns, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um. So that that ends February. March. Moving on to March. 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 March first. Uh, film Devin knows a lot about. Tyler Perry's oh. Medea Family Funeral. <laughs> a lot is a strong word. I just watched the trailer, and you all didn't. Guys, oh my gosh, this trailer, dude. All right. So it opens up on like a serious funeral and somebody's clearly died. I guess you're supposed to assume it's Medea. But then they zoom in on Medea and she's talking about, I think it's like the Lord's Prayer, like, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And then she forgets it and goes, and then the three little pigs. And that's about as good as the humor gets in the whole trailer. Um, There's the running gag in the trailer where just before, I guess it was her husband, somebody died. They had um, chemicals in their system. So the dead body keeps getting erections and keeps popping open the coffin at inappropriate times and they have to slam it down. And of course, there's the whole, is he an organ donor joke in there? Because of course there's a, is he an organ donor after an erection joke? Guys, guys, it's a real movie. I happening. don't care. I've never cared about the Medea movies. I, I haven't either. They, ha- have, they have, have their no, audience. I have, uh, that's fine. If people want to watch these movies, that's fine. If you like it, more power to you. I'm so happy yeah. that you found a comedy series that you enjoy. The thing is... Enjoy it. it. It's, is, I no interest whatsoever. This is going to make all the money. So... I know it's going to make all the money. I feel like I'm missing out, I, honestly, with not seeing any of the Medea movies. Because I know a lot of people that really like them. And it's like the Transformers movies. Like, I got to see one. Like, I got to see what the hype's about. The None of the humor I've ever seen, even uh, even scenes from, like, outside the trailers that I've seen, yeah. I it, it's not, no. Like, it's Holly not my Luzier. thing. That's all I know. She says Holly Loser instead of Holly Loser. What? Does Holly she? Holly Loser, yeah. Oh, is, 
does does Tyler Perry play like every person in this movie or in these movies too? Is that like a thing? He well, in this one, he has four characters listed: Medea, Joe, Brian, and Hethro. Okay, because it's like real obvious that they're all him. Like yeah. that's the point. That's part of the joke. I mean, that's oh, going that's going yeah. back to like the Eddie Murphy stuff in the eighties. Uh, like, Got it. Okay. Well, not just or, the like 80s, the Mike Myers you're stuff. You're talking about like like, doc, uh, like um oh, what's it called the not Doctor Doolittle but the other one where he's the professor. Nutty Professor. Nutty professor? Yeah, that yeah. one. Well, yeah, he did it back professor. in the 80s, too, with uh, coming to America and trading. Oh, yeah, that's coming right. To America yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, coming to America. Yeah, I yeah. always forget about the clumps. Yeah. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> um, yeah, th- I mean, this just sounds like it's a bad ripoff of the American remake of Death at a Funeral, which have oh, you guys seen de- any Death at, the fu- at a Funeral? I've seen both and have strong opinions about both. Okay. Yeah, this might be a list thing. Okay, yeah, we're putting a the uh, death at a funeral, the good one. Death at a funeral month. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, this might be the movie that turns me around on the Medea movies, and because I watched Bumblebee, and that movie turned me around on the Transformers movies because I'd never seen them, thought they might be stupid. Saw Bumblebee, went, yeah, I'll watch the rest. How many? Maybe of them this have is the Medea movie that does that. How, how many, many of them seen? have you watched since Bumblebee, though? Uh, one, and I heard it was not the right one to watch. It was not. If you just saw the last <laughs> night, it is not the right one to which, watch. Which one? I watched the last what? night. Why would you watch them out of order? Because it's free on Amazon. I don't I care. Wanna... You save it for later. <laughs> I will ship you my DVD of Transformers 1, and you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Bumblebee made me want to watch that. Maybe Medea... Just so you understand, though, whatever it's called, maybe that'll make me want to watch Medea's. There's gonna be a difference between what you saw. I, I haven't seen Bumblebee, but I can tell you, it's going yeah. to be a lot different from the other Transformers movies. I, from what I, I heard yeah. a whole spoiler podcast on yeah. Bumblebee, and from what I can tell, the closest in tone to Bumblebee is the first Transformers. Okay. Um, which takes place twenty years after that, so. It sure. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I, at some point you and I are going to have to talk about Bumblebee because I, I didn't oh, see will. it, but I, from what I heard of what they did, I'm like, really? Come on. No, we'll talk. Can you send me the link to that? The podcast? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the it's spoiler a, one up because I don't really care to watch it, but I would like to know. Yeah. It's uh, the CinemaSins podcast. The, the CinemaSins? Yeah. Okay. Cinema, uh, Sincast is uh, they call it. So okay. if you haven't listened to that podcast, I highly recommend it because I'm totally ripping off their format right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so coming out Friday, March 8th, little movie called Captain Marvel. Moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we're gonna, no, no, we're going to definitely talk about Captain Marvel. I've only seen the first trailer. For Same this. here. I'm, yeah, me too. I don't watch trailers. I really don't watch trailers past the teasers for Marvel movies because I don't want to know. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to try to avoid everything for, for Endgame at at this point too. So, but I'm excited for, I'm excited for Captain Marvel. Brie Larson looks, looks great as Captain Marvel. Uh, you got Jude law in there, a bunch of people returning from, uh, gardens of galaxy. What do you got? What do you guys think of Captain Marvel? Are we, are we freaked out that this is like a random origin story in the middle of all of these? Like we get it. They're superheroes. Like we're okay to go back to an origin. story. I, I personally, I am because of who Captain Marvel is. You mean, I don't know. I mean, okay, okay, so here. You can't have the most powerful superhero that they've, you know, done so far in these movies just appear 
and just be like, boom, we're saved. Yeah. Okay. Without having this backstory. Like, yes, he, I know Captain, nothing about Captain Marvel. I mean, th- th- there's a reason why she's Captain Marvel and not just Marvel. Okay. I mean, okay. So Alan can take it from here. My, my, <laughs> my problem with Captain Marvel coming out when it is, is it feels like Marvel. I know they didn't do this, but the argument argument has been made to me that Mar- it feels like Marvel is kind of just pushing this movie out to get it out because they're getting flack for not having a female led movie. And the fact that they're putting it in between two giant Avengers movies and just like the fact that this comes out less than a month before Endgame is kind of just like, Oh yeah. And we have this, it, it feels like bad placement for but it. Wasn't yeah. this kind of the same setup with black Panther before infinity black wars Panther at least well, black Panther originally like that came out in February and originally Avengers was going to be May. So you had a few months. This sure. is a, a month and maybe two weeks. So not even wow. um, two months in between. I see to, to me, I kind of see this the way black Panther was like they hinted at black Panther in civil war and then they give you, Hey, this is, I mean, this really isn't an origin story, but this is who black Panther is. Like, yeah. you know, th- this is some background. And then you had infinity war. I kind of feel like this is the same deal because if you were to have this origin story come out, I don't know, like, bef- like, too far in advance of Endgame or even before Infinity War and she doesn't show up in the adventure storyline until now, I feel like that's too long of a gap. I feel like it would have been better for them to have switched this release date with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like put Oh, I yeah, I agree with Ant-Man that. Ant-Man a month before Endgame because that is fun and light and you don't really need like it it seems like it's not that important whereas this seems important and should have gotten a better placement on the schedule and probably should have been done a few years ago like well here's the thing if if it switched places of ant-man and the wasp would you have seen ant-man and the wasp then because i feel like i like me in my like weird self i would have been like ant-man and the wasp i don't need to see that i'm just gonna go see the big movie i want to see but I, I mean, feel like with this movie, there's more like gravitas. Like this is more important. And I feel like that's done purposely because I have a feeling because Marvel likes to take their trailers and mess things up and throw Easter eggs that don't exist to, you know, to make the yeah. internet trolls go crazy. Um, I feel like this origin story, if it's not going to be the end credit scene, somewhere in this is going to connect directly to Endgame in some way or manner. And yeah. And the reason why they're putting it so close to Endgame with how important this movie, as it looks like it is, I feel like this is going to be one of those things where people are going to look back in like, you know, 20, 30 years talking about the Marvel films like people do about Star Wars and going, no, 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 no. You have to watch Captain Marvel before you watch Endgame. You have to. It goes, Mm -hmm. it goes Avengers 1, Avengers 2, Avengers 3, Avengers what four was infinity war, right? Mm-hmm. Three was infinity war. Okay. So yeah. then it goes Avengers three and then it goes captain Marvel and then it goes. Yeah. Four. I mean, I have that feeling that that's why. Sure. I mean, the, the MCU is definitely not something to watch chronologically. Well, like, <laughs> like timeline wise, because yeah. starting with first Avenger just does not make any sense. Like, right. 
Um, and if you, I kind of see, I kind of also look at this as the reboot of the Captain America franchise because we're not getting any more Captain America movies. No, no, it's going to be. You don't Cap- think so? I don't think so. With, you don't think Bucky will be new Captain America? I mean, like they're, do, new- they're they're doing the the Disney streaming streaming so, show. So, oh shit, that's right. See, I still don't believe that that's going to take over for that because okay, I don't know. Or or here, they keep on with the Avengers movies. Bucky or somebody else turns into Captain America and he only really appears in like the background and like other people's stories and in the Avengers and then his own personal story would be the TV show. Yeah. That, okay. I'll yeah. like that. I'll accept all that being said, I am really excited for Captain Marvel. Oh, same year. I, uh, wait for absolutely. This. I, I love that the trailer just shows you that you're in the nineties just by having her crash into a blockbuster video. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, also, I'm, the uh, the subway that they that she like is in in the shot is the Seventh Street Metro station here that I use almost every day. Oh yeah, and I got I got all kinds of excited. Like I was more excited for that than Blockbuster in it. I was like, oh, ah! nice. <laughs> so yeah. did she crashes in L.A. Then, um, I think it might be. I'm think it might supposed to be New York, or okay. maybe I don't know. If it's L.A., it totally makes sense. Yeah, because they've done L.A. before with a uh, Tony Stark and Iron Man. Watch her land in like Phoenix or something, and then she ends up in LA. Watch yeah. it be some right. random like smaller city. Um, I'm definitely excited for young Nick Fury and yes. young young um, Agent Coulson. Yeah, uh, this is also bringing in the Scrolls, which are huge in Marvel myth- mythos. Um, I don't know this. They're aliens. The, the they're the enemies of the Kree. Oh, the, the shape shifting aliens. Um, Ben Middleson is playing the bad guy again, just like he plays in everything like, since Rogue One. <laughs> like he, he's like, so good at it. I want to see him play like the main good guy in so, like a comedy, like a Tommy Boy style comedy where he's just the main character. Because I, be awesome. I feel bad for him. Like I just want to see him be a good guy. Okay, so how about <laughs> if we just redo Tommy Boy and he can be Tommy Boy? I didn't say that. I'm just um, saying um, he could be David Spade. How's that? Or redo Black Sheep and then have him be the Black Sheep. <laughs> but you have uh, Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy returning in pr- a pretty decent role because he's in the trailer. Which what? Is, surprising. is he? Yeah. I missed mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, or he's in photos that they've released at least. Um, wow. So I'm excited for that. Like if it's going to tie into Guardians one i'm i'm excited for that so yeah well i mean where she comes from i mean it 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 it, it comes from the guardian's point of the marvel universe yeah. like she comes from that realm yeah i'm i'm oh. definitely excited for this i i'm going to go opening weekend do we want to put this on the list of things to see yes mhm okay i had a feeling that was going to happen it fits i feel like they should have released this in like we just talked about everything coming out in february I feel like they should have released this in February. And I think they got, right. dicked, they got dicked by Fox because I, I know they took a date for uh, dark Phoenix and then moved it. So uh, I, feel, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if in the next few weeks, they actually did move it up to February, like tail end of February. Yeah. I, I, okay. So I like that idea. Moving it to February, just, you know, to give it some more buffer. I mean, cause the only thing it's going to be going up against is battle angel. And then we didn't talk about it, but how to train your dragon, the hidden world. Do we want to talk about that at all? No, it's okay. That one. It makes me want to watch the first two how to train your dragons. I'm going to watch it. Okay. Oh God. It looks adorable. There we go. We're, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Then coming out March 15th, uh, the one movie that is on this list that sticks out to me is Us. Jordan Peele's yes. follow-up to Get Out. Which I know we were talking about before, and all of a sudden like the light bulb went off in my head about the trailer. This movie looks great. It really yes, does. It, does. it really well, looks great. Alan, you're not a horror fan, though. You think this? You still think this looks good? I really liked Get Out. Um, I did, too. I, I'm not a huge horror fan, but I, I like good directing. Mm. Um, so when like John Krasinski directed Quiet Place and then Jordan Peele directed um, Get Out, like it, it, I like seeing people who do comedy take a, do their take on horror. Like yeah. that, that's the kind of horror I like. Like, cause you, you still get a little bit of that comedy element to it, but it's, sure. it's, it's the horror and the, the way they build suspense, like the way he, like the way he did get out, it was so suspenseful the whole way through. Like mm-hmm. it just worked for me. Like it, I see that more as a drama than a horror movie. Like when the mm-hmm. horror, when it's not jump scare horror, I'm a bigger fan of it than I am just blood and guts and jump scares. And so, well, I like my horror with a lick of social commentary and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. get out that definitely too. had that. Same here. And us seems like it has that too. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Like Which- I, I really like black mirror. Like, yeah, I would really, which I like the reason why I liked get out was because it, it, it was a modern take on Stepford wives because it was pretty much yeah. the same deal, except instead of, you know, putting, making your wife into like a robot, it was, you know, the whole thing of what they were doing with like the younger bodies and the fact that like the yeah. one guy was like, Oh, you know, your, your, your kind sin is being cool now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, I really like, this idea of uh, of us from what it looks like that they're being tormented by like their other selves or something from the trailer, mm-hmm. which I I love suspenseful horror. Like that's my thing. Like I like it when it's either suspenseful or it's fun. Like mm-hmm. either you know, like either or. So for me, it's all bring on the metaphor. I think it's going to be metaphor heavy and i'm all about that so let's do it yeah and it's got a great cast too you've got um lupita leongo um elizabeth moss winston duke mm-hmm. um which you guys probably don't know the names but winston duke played umbaku in black panther yeah uh elizabeth moss is from Mad Men. oh yeah that's right and handmaid's tale right handmaid's tale yeah, yeah. and lupita leongo is also in um Black Panther, and she plays Maz in Star Wars. Oh, did she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting. Hopefully, she has a bigger part in um, Episode Nine. Yeah, uh, they have to like yeah. Because why else would they introduce her? Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to um, us. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm also doing I'm also doing research on the other things coming out. So, bear with me. Ooh. Okay, so moving on to mm-hmm. March 22nd. The only reason I jumped to this one is because I saw the cast and uh, there was a name here that I liked. Oh, mm-hmm. and he wrote it too. Uh, there's a movie coming out called Greyhound. A Navy officer Greyhound. commands the Greyhound during the during World War II. Directed by Aaron Schneider. Writ- the screenplay was written by Tom Hanks, who also stars with Elizabeth Shue. Oh, a really? modern World War II movie with Tom Hanks? Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. Yep. I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm seeing this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's Tom Hanks. 
Uh, is what he does when they're not making uh, Toy Story sequels. <laughs> Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. I, I rewatched the first Toy Story on New Year's with my niece. Yeah. And evidently she's seen it a lot more than I have recently. So uh-huh. when um when Buzz flies around the room for the first time, she yeah. just put her arms out and started running around. And but beforehand she's like, To infinity and beyond. Like she she did the whole thing. I was like, Oh my god, this kid's wired. Oh, so it's so okay, cute. so Greyhound, Nazi U-boats pursue pursue a convoy of Allied ships during the early days of World War II. I'm there. I'm down for that. Yep. All right. Let's go. It almost seems like something that will come that will get pushed and come out later in the year. It probably will be. The fact that there's no poster for it on IMDb and no trailer yet tells me that it's going to get moved. Or is it is a small release? to begin with so um yeah all right march 29th is the first of several live action disney remakes uh tim burton's dumbo or as i like to call it batman returns Two. (laughs) (laughs) oh have you have you guys seen the original dumbo yeah yes of course I, i have not what all right, that's going to be an episode. That list. has to be an episode, dude. It's got to be so on the list. There's so much to talk about. It's one of those Disney movies that didn't age well for really oh. inappropriate reasons. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Yeah, we got we to do an episode about that. We have to do that. Yeah, I, I I understand that this is like the second most racist Disney movie behind Song of the South. Yeah. And I can get us a copy of Song of the South <laughs> if we want to. Please. Yes. Um, yeah, so this is Tim Burton's uh, live-action remake of the Disney classic Dumbo, starring Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito. It's a the Batman. fact that Danny DeVito's in it and he plays the ringmaster. I'm sold. It, they Even just, they got the cast. Just, just that alone makes is me this sold. just it, either this is a sequel to Batman Returns or Danny DeVito is playing the same character he played in Big Fish. <laughs> I forgot about that one too. Um. Yeah, I mean, how, let's have a real talk here. How do we feel about yeah. Disney remaking all of these movies? I'm because because we have Dumbo coming out in March, and then in June you have Aladdin, mm-hmm. and then in July you have The Lion King. Here's my wow. thing: as many as many fans are of like those films, because you'll find people who don't like Dumbo, you'll find people who don't like Aladdin, you'll find people mm-hmm. who love Aladdin, you'll find people that you know love The Lion King, other people that aren't so hot on it. I feel like you're just going to get the same thing with these movies. You're going to have the people that were like, oh my god, The Lion King made my childhood, are going to go watch the, the remake of it, and they're going to say, oh, this was great, you know, and they did it perfectly, and then they'll see Aladdin and go, eh... Not it's not really my thing. I feel like Disney's trying to make their own like Marvel fan base in a way, per se. I mean, because there are a lot of Disney like hardcore Disney fans out there, and I feel like this is what they're doing it for. I yeah. I I feel like that they already have an idea of how much money they're going to make, and mm-hmm. they're just rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just Disney as long as people stop calling the Lion King movie live action because it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, <laughs> I mean yes and no. I mean I, I get where you're coming from, but it is because of the motion capture. There's a, there's a lot more motion capture in that than you'd think. Oh wow! Still, so, because if you yeah. look at like 
a, a good argument that I saw was like the scene, the airport fight scene in uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. Like that's um, that's considered live action, but most of that's animated. Yeah, I know, right. but that's not the entire movie either. No, it's not. But it, it's a fine line, and I don't. I I, I have to see the movie because I don't know. Like, I, my how much of that did they go to Africa and shoot? Like for the backgrounds. My foot is in a cement block on the side of the <laughs> fence that says it is a computer animated movie and not live action. My wife. I'd have Anna, to see it. My wife Anna is still upset that um, it's not just people wearing lion costumes like on Broadway. Like that's what she thought the live action remake was going to be for that. I'd be okay with that, honestly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I'm <laughs> and I apologize to Anna right now. But I'm so happy that's not what this yeah. is. I would watch it. I would um, watch it. <laughs> but they, they they've done a really good job of getting good directors to do these. Like Tim Burton yeah, yeah. has been really hit and miss the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the stuff that he does that's original has been his better stuff. So I don't know what I him doing Disney like, will be like. I feel like yeah. Dumbo's up his alley, though. You I, haven't seen yeah. it, but Devin, what do you think about just like with the direction of Dumbo, the original, with Tim Burton doing the live action and kind of putting a tw- his twist to it? I think it'll work. I think it makes sense. It really like he's the one director that it kind of makes sense, especially with what they're doing, because they have to. You get the sense they have to make it different enough. And but they also have to keep it like very much the same, but they have to respond to things that like all of the haters of the movies were, were like saying on the internet because they did that with the, the Beauty and the Beast one. It was all like, hey, let's and respond as much great. as we can. Yeah, I like that one. I did. But like I I think he's the he's the best choice for, for Dumbo. I think yeah. he is. I get in trouble with my wife because I'll randomly put on that Beauty and the Beast because I I like the opening to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like the opening to Beauty and the Beast. I really, really do. So I you, love the whole like song. I know it's getting into summer too, but you've got Timber and doing Dumbo, and then you have Guy Ritchie doing Aladdin, which will be interesting because the last, the only real Guy Ritchie movies I've seen have been the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. So I'm interested to see how oh, yeah. he does Aladdin. See, this is this is the one of the three that I'm not entirely sure the about. Teaser trailer isn't good no it doesn't not. give you anything no it's, it's right. just the cave of wonders and that's it yeah right and it, it, it's just like once you, we actually see the the genie in that it'll be easier to tell what the movie's well not be. just you saw the genie it was on the cover of what rolling stone but supposedly that's not the finished genie that's just a set photo okay yeah, he's gonna be blue i think right like he's, he's not gonna look i mean i think he's gonna be blue for parts of it i don't think he's gonna be blue the whole time i yeah. think like, sure there's a chance that he'll like fade to blue just blue because and all that. fade to blue just because like of what Aladdin is uh-huh. and like its storyline having it becoming like, okay, so Dumbo, the only thing that really stretches like the imagination for being like uh, a live action movie is the fact that Dumbo flies. Yeah. Everything else, animals talking to each other, that's been done. The, to me, that's not that big of a stretch Dr. when it comes Doolittle. to like, you know, yeah. like uh, <laughs> um, a, a kid's movie. The Lion King is set up. It's a bunch of animals. You're just talking about a Disney version of, well, Disney did Far Away Home or Long Way Home or whatever that movie was. Um, Homeward Bound? Homeward Bound. There we go. Yeah. Um, so Aladdin, though, it's just, I don't know, like it feels too... 
I just don't feel yeah. it yet. Like yeah, I need I, to see I, I, more I, I, of yeah, it. I need to see more of it. And then you have John yeah. Favreau who did the Jungle Book. Yeah. Doing the Lion King again. So I, I trust him as a filmmaker. I Definitely. Really like I heard Favreau. the Jungle Book was good. I heard that was I haven't like seen a, a good yeah. I, I, I just can't wrap my head around Christopher Walken playing the playing King Louis. Oh, Ubi oh I saw that part. It was good. <laughs> I wanna be like, yo, oh oh. <laughs> Um, no, that was the one part I saw. It was really good. All right. So moving on into April, mm-hmm. uh, April 5th, a uh, few big movies coming out. Uh, first one we're going to talk about is Stephen King's pet cemetery. Now, Devin, you're not a fan of Stephen King, or at least you weren't. Are you excited for pet cemetery? Yeah. So, um, the original pet cemetery, despite a few very stupid lines, that I really love quoting sometimes was the only Stephen King movie that I was super into. Okay. Um, I think I watched like the made for TV part of it and like it legitimately creeped me out. And the, I think the premise is really cool. And I think the remake looks so good. This is one that I haven't seen the trailer for because oh. I haven't seen the original and I haven't read the book yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. Actually. But I'm, I'm excited to see this one because I'm, I've been on a Stephen King kick like we did the shining i read the book then i read dr sleep and then i got yeah. castle rock and so i bought the screenplay for shawshank redemption like so i'm Why excited you not even king fan the only one that saw this then you guys got to catch up yeah, i guess so should, should, i guess we should put the original on the list i think we should it was that. a good movie <laughs> i think i think that's doable see my thing what always kept me away from it was that like i'm an animal lover yeah. Like I love animals at the same time. I'm not a vegetarian or vegan or anything like mm-hmm. some animals are cute and they're as tasty as they are cute. So I'll just, you know, <laughs> go with that. But a- anyway, um, the whole idea of like pet cemetery, like it upset me. Like, sure. I mean, it's like your pet dies and then it comes back and granted, I know it doesn't come back the way you think it would come back. Like, I know that's the whole thing with the, with the pet cemetery. Like it's not mm-hmm. the same like it's not the same thing anymore, yeah. but just the idea of like having that loss and then knowing that it's passed away and then one day it's back, like that's just heart wrenching to me. So like I always stayed away from it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the point of it. I think it's supposed to be like uncomfortable, like yeah. when you see like and that's the thing stuff. that was dead return. And like I like I appreciate that. Yeah, and like I said, like and it's true. Like that's a terrific way to go when it comes to a storyline for that genre. It's just, for me, it just, it gets too close. Yeah. This is the one of at least two Stephen King movies I know coming out in 2019. Cause I think in the fall we get it chapter two. So Which oh. I cannot wait. And we'll talk about that later because yeah. there's not really a trailer out for it. Yeah, yet. There's nothing out yeah. for that yet, except for the cast list and the cast yeah. list is fantastic. And then next January is Dr. Sleep, which is a whole nother can of worms that we'll get into. Oh later. yeah. Um, also coming out on April 5th is the other Captain Marvel movie, uh, Shazam. What do you guys think of Shazam? I think we talked about this already. I think we did a little bit too, and I think I know where this is going. I don't think it was on podcast, okay. but I think I know where this is going. And I'm sorry. I don't know how excited I am about it. I mean, I've only, seen, I've only seen the one trailer. And yeah. after seeing Aquaman, I'm a little bit more excited for Shazam. Because if this is the way they're going with it, then I'm okay with it. It's yeah, bi- I, it, it's yeah. big with superpowers. That's what this movie is going to be. Yeah, no, and and I get that. And for some, there's nothing about this that should make me not want to watch this movie. 
But watching the trailer, I'm just like, hard pass. Sorry. It's and, like it seems too much like a Netflix movie to me. And like, that's exactly my feeling on this too. Like Devin, you and I are like on like we're standing in the same spot in line on this one. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to see Shazam by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll see it. Don't get me wrong, but I just like I it's it wouldn't make top of my list. I think there are too many other things coming out April fifth. To 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 me, it just what was that movie that people always think that. Uh, there's that movie that people swear that they've seen online, but it doesn't actually exist. Oh, the uh, Sinbad as a Genie. Yeah, like Sinbad as a Genie. But the one that actually Shazam. came out, the one with yeah. uh, Shaq. Yeah. To me, Shazam looks like that movie. But if the kid turned into Shaq. <laughs> That'd be a completely different movie. <laughs> it um, would be, but I'm just saying, yeah. like that's what it reminded me of watching the trailer, and that's why, like, I had no interest in it at all. I, I'm, I'm interested to see because it seems like this movie is the first. Like, we're going to talk about the Justice League after Justice League. Like, Superman's back in the world, and everything's yeah. bright and happy again because Superman lives, and when Superman's dead, everything is miserable. So it'll be interesting to see that world because it seems like the one of the kids is like a really big superhero fanboy yeah in, in that world so i'm interested to see what that's like um and i feel like he take like his adoptive brother is the one who knows all the superhero stuff so he's like looking to him for guidance and all of that because mm-hmm. it, it goes back to the walking dead thing of zombies don't exist in that universe like i don't think comic books exist, exist in the comic book hero movie universes so there's right. no template to go off of so Speaking of that, I, um, I watched the Watchmen movie again yeah. uh, a couple <gasps> nights ago, and um, I'm 100% on board with the Watchmen are the comic book heroes of of, of the Marvel Universe. Of the Marvel Universe? Of the Marvel saying? Universe. Marvel Universe. Interest, interesting. Okay. Because there's enough tie-in with actual Marvel superheroes and mm-hmm. just a, uh, with enough big drop uh big uh big drop uh connections with dc heroes for the heroes to be different enough to not be too similar to to uh to the marvel ones um okay originally the watchman was supposed to be a justice league story really i remember hearing that i do remember hearing that yeah so owlman was batman dr manhattan was superman wow i think maybe owlman was uh Maybe no, maybe Batman was Rorschach. I can't remember. But I'm yeah, think of the uh, I think early on when they were writing Watchmen, it was supposed to be Justice League, and they changed it because because, because we, Alan Moore, right? Um, like and Alan it's a Moore. really dark story. Yeah, I like, love super that. super dark story. I, I'm excited to see um, Shazam, even if you guys aren't. <laughs> um, but let's talk about movies that you really aren't excited to see, Ryan. Uh, April 12th, Hellboy. Yes. Not interested at all. In fact, <laughs> oh, I'll just turn off it. my I'm mic for this. I'm uh, going to see it. I, my wife's dragging me to this one. I, I don't. Look, here's the thing. And when I told you how I felt about this movie, like your wife came at me on Facebook Messenger. I no, think. That, she came at you for different reasons. That wasn't because of this movie. No, 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 no. It, 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 this was prior to that. It, it was because I think she thought that my hatred towards it was towards the actor playing yeah. Hellboy oh. and not my feeling towards the trailer. Like 
I'm happy that he's getting these roles. Do not get me wrong. Is he going to be a good Hellboy? I am sure that he will play Hellboy the best that he can, and it'll be a good Hellboy. I don't like the feeling of the trailer. I don't like the look of the movie. I don't like the humor. I feel that if they want to make an R-rated, uh, an R-rated Ron Perlman Hellboy movie, they should have just gotten Ron Perlman to do an R-rated Ron, uh, 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 Ron Perlman Hellboy movie, and had this be the actual R-rated dark Hellboy is a demon that kills people movie that ends up becoming a good guy. I, like, I, I mean, I will give you that. Like, they should have. Like, I always was under the impression that this remake was going to be super dark. Yeah, and like that's what I wanted. Makes it seem like a Marvel movie, so I'm kind of iffy on that. But you got David Harbour playing Hellboy. Um, Ian McShane is Professor Brutenholm. Thomas Aiden Church is Lobster Johnson. <laughs> I, I don't know I, who Lobster Johnson is. I don't either, I but that. Thomas Aiden Church, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be a character in makeup and just that voice coming out of any monster. I, I'm going to see this movie. Like, there's no doubt now. Like,. <laughs> Like I, I'm sorry. Like there's, there's more going for this movie than against it at this point. Lobster Johnson. Okay, so here's so and here's the thing too. And this, and this to me was the death nail. And it's the way Hellboy looks. Oh yeah. I don't mind how he looks because okay. So, so he looks saying, closer to the comic books. Here's here's the thing. I love Hellboy. Like I uh-huh. love the Hellboy movies. Um, I've never read the comic books. But I've seen stills of them. If you're going to make Hellboy look like this, mm-hmm. I want dark. I want gritty. I want basically like I want Hellboy to be the spawn of Satan, which he is. I don't want a Ron Perlman esque R rated movie. And that's where I feel like, like, I feel like when they went to start designing Hellboy and they made the makeup, I feel like the direction was, you know, was going to be really, 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 really dark. And they ended up pulling that back to make it more like, you know, kind of like more like the Marvel feel, but they never changed the makeup to fit that feel. Like, to me, that's not a, like, to me, that is not a, Deadpool isk movie of Hellboy. That's a this is a Hellboy that takes his hand and rips your intestines out. Like that's I don't know how else know. to explain it. Here's the thing, I don't know if I would want that movie though. I don't know if I want a dark Hellboy that's so brooding and he's gonna take the fist and rip the intestines out and then laugh about it. Like I don't I think if it went too dark, I don't think I'd see it. I think you're gonna have a mix of both. I think it's going to be dark, but it's also going to have that humor in it. And I, I just hope they can find a, the right balance for it. I hope it doesn't end up like Suicide Squad, where she's like awkward. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid of. That's yeah, what I see I can, in yeah. this. I, I'm hoping that that first trailer is just a bad trailer. Because I don't, I, mean, tr- I don't trust, trust teaser yeah. trailers for movies like this. Because I mean, I, I mean, I'll say it. I'm a fanboy for Hellboy. And I definitely wanted something that felt a lot different than the Ron Perlman ones because I wanted something different from it. Yeah. And I don't see that at all in any of the trailer. 
from mm-hmm. the original ones. And that's just, I'm, I was very upset with it. Like, is like, I was like, Oh cool. The trailer's out. And like two seconds after hitting the play button, I just, yeah. I had to force myself to watch the you rest of it. You could just hear the theme from Curb Your Enthusiasm playing in the background as you look up <laughs> and staring off into space. Pretty much. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about on Hellboy? No, I'm excited for it. I think I'll, I, I think I want to see this movie a lot. I don't have any special love for the first Hellboy movies. Like I saw them, they were good, but like, yeah, I'm excited for this. I saw the first one once on a band trip to Gettysburg on somebody's PlayStation <laughs> Portable. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Okay, All of those yeah. sentences, Alan. Okay, yeah. so Hellboy movies made my love for Ron Perlman, first off. Okay. Ron Perlman, to me, is Hellboy. That's fair. Okay, so, and then, but at the same time, like, my, like, like what I love about sci-fi is in the first two movies. What I find interesting about steampunk is molded into those movies. Like there's so much about those movies yeah. that that just grabbed different things from different sci-fi genres and like threw them together. It, it, it was perfect timing for me. And I love the Golden Army. I know that there's people out there that don't like I the Golden Army, but that. I love the Golden Army. I haven't I, seen it in way too long. I think I a lot of I think a lot of what you're talking about is Guillermo del Toro. And a part of the reason they made this reboot is they couldn't get him back. Well, true. And he wanted to come back, yeah. but something happened that he they couldn't agree on a script or something. No, so they he did. It. He did and worked on the second one. Mm-hmm. The Golden Army is great visually. Yeah. I like the storyline to the first one better, but I love the epicness of the second one because they go all over the place in that movie. While we're talking about Del Toro, have you seen Shape of Water? I have not. Have you seen? Oh, Shape it's of so good. Yeah, okay. it's so good. That's going on the list because that was best picture last year. So Ryan is watching that for the Oscars. It's and we should add saying. either Hellboy or Hellboy Two on the list too, since we have a uh, very <laughs> yeah. good. I'm going to add two because that seems more up my alley. Yeah, two. Uh, I really, really, really. You've seen one, but I mean, two. They describe everything you need to know at the beginning. You see, and that's another thing I love about Hellboy Two. If you've never seen Hellboy One, they set up help. Um, they set up the second one and they explain everything real quick. Yeah. To 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 the point where somebody like me who loves the series, I don't mind sitting through the beginning because they do it in a very cool way. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So let me write that on the list. Hellboy 2, The Golden Shower. Got it. Uh, <laughs> going to punch you. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I, before we wrap this up, I did see something that kind of did summarize this year pretty well. And okay. 2019 is the year of the finale. There's a lot of things pop culture wise coming to an end this, this year. And we're getting to the end of our list for January through April. And I, I feel like we... It's it's going to be weird going on past this year when certain things end. And the thing I'm about to bring up is going to be really weird to live without. And um, Game of Thrones' last season comes out in April. We don't have an official date yet. And I'm in the middle of a rewatch now, and I cannot wait for this. I know we talked about this before, but I cannot wait for Game of Thrones to come back and see how it ends. Mm -hmm. I know Devin watches the show too, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I'm one of those fans that like read the books and then refused to watch the TV show because the books, but then the TV show got past the book. So I had to watch it, but it's just not the same as the books and it's all fan service now. And like, I mean, I said that in kind of like a weird way, but those are kind of my opinions, but I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what they do. I really am. Yeah. I think that they don't have enough episodes to really like flesh out all of it, or maybe they do and I'm wrong and I want to be wrong. Well, all the episodes are going to be feature length. They, what? They're, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna be at least an hour. I think the shortest one's like an hour and a half. Holy so shit! Most of them are gonna be like two hours long. So wow. Okay, yeah. I'm back on board then. Um, Let's do it. Also, um, the other thing that's ending that I, I bring up the whole finale thing is uh, Avengers Endgame. This yeah. is the end of three phases of Marvel movies. And we have one teaser trailer. So now let's spend the next hour talking about theories on what happens. <laughs> so Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah. I really like the teaser trailer for this. We haven't really talked about it much. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Um, no. Devin, what are your thoughts going into Endgame? I like where they start the trailer where they kind of ground, like they give this like very like emotional baseline, I think. Like they don't make it seem like it's going to be that fun of a movie. You can tell they're picking up where they left off and they're all kind of picking up their lives after everything happened. And I just, I like the whole like Tony Stark, like, hey, I'm floating in space and I'm probably going to die, even though plot wise I can't die. I still like that. And I think it's a really good place to start it because the last movie seemed like on a scale, like it was so epic and it looks like they're just going to rein it in for this one. Like, and I think that looks cool and I like that. Yeah, I think they're going to rein it in for part of it. I think the marketing is sure. going to be very small. I I feel like this movie is going to be three and a half hours long. Really? Yeah, I mean, how do you wrap everything up in two hours? I is, mean, it has to be, yeah. Because how long was the first movie, right? It was long. Uh, Avengers 1? Yeah. Or uh, not Avengers 1, but Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. War. Uh, let me look. I remember it not being as long as I thought it was going to be. Too much. Yeah, I thought it was still like the longest Marvel movie or something like that. It's up there. Let's see. Two hours and 29 minutes. Yeah. It's up there. Not as long. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I I don't know. Like there's there's so much of this movie is a mystery still. Um, Because you don't really get to see anyone do anything everyone's just kind of rooting which i really like the feel like for the first trailer to come out for endgame to me is perfect because the tone and the feel of the trailer is exactly how the fans are like every i mean even though infinity war came out you know a while ago i mean you still have people who are like don't talk to me about it because seeing their favorite you know characters get like turned to dust is still really hard for them but I, I, I feel like the whole tone with Tony Stark talking to the helmet, talking to Pepper, and then having, you know, the different, you know, characters kind of like finding each other and just dealing with the loss is perfect because it's how all the fans feel right now. And then, like, at the end, you've got the thing with Ant-Man yeah. going, hey, buzz me in. I felt, I feel like that was just the right amount of humor right at the end of the trailer to just kind of remind people, be like, hey, Things are going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. You know, this is still Marvel. Yeah. So I, I feel like to me, it's perfect. Like the, everything about the first trailer is dead on for me for what I hope the movie is going to be. 
I saw a th- someone took uh, like screenshots of each Avenger that they show in uh-huh. the uh, from the original Avengers, and each one has a different color palette to their shots, and they oh. line up with the Infinity Stones. So like Tony's in the I green for Time that. Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America's got a little bit of orange for the Soul Stone, and yeah, like, like Hawkeye's all red for the Reality Stone. Like it, it works out, and like Hulk is or. Banners there with the purple for the Power Stone, and like it's like there's a lot in that trailer to 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 analyze, and yeah. the internet likes to overanalyze stuff, but I thought a lot, but I thought that was cool. I thought that was a cool. I mean, that is it. cool. I mean, my two big things with this trailer is one, I don't. I mean, I like that they're a little bit showing what Thanos does, like what he's doing now that he like did what he wants to do, where they like did that like Mumford and Son shot of him like tickling the wheat as he walks past yeah and like that's cool and wholesome and like i like that they're gonna follow up with him with the movie in general though i can't pretend like i think the characters are dead like yeah and this is that's literally my only problem with this movie and sorry spoilers if you don't know what infinity wars please watch it you know us watch it um i can't pretend the guys that turned to ash are dead like and i get that there's supposed to be a lot of this like drama behind it and like oh my god how are they gonna do it but like I think they're. I mean, I feel like even Doctor Strange is like, this is the only way we all survive. We're all gonna survive. Oh, and I'm dead now. I'm like, yeah, but he'll be back. You just said he was. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, and like, just knowing the comic books, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like the whole snap thing in the in the Affinity Gauntlet storyline was like two panels, and then everyone came back. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh. Um, well, thing is too and this kind of goes to what i was saying before about the whole bumblebee thing about like you as the viewer know that bumblebee is gonna be alive but you want them to maybe like die once to like you know whatever i don't care sorry people dramatic dramatic sorry if you go to if you if you pretend to kill mary poppins in the first act of mary poppins returns you know she's (laughs) gonna come back yeah so there we go but anyway I'll, I'll restart the entire thing. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, you're so, good. I'm just teasing you. Okay, so so here you've got you, you got us as the viewers know that they're coming back. Do we know exactly who and when and how? No, but we know they're coming back. Yeah, and you, it's more for the other characters seeing them dealing with the loss and how they get through it. Yeah, th- 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 that's how I feel. It is. It's just I feel that there are some people that are a bit overreacting to their favorite characters getting turned to dust because they just don't under like a lot of the people that I saw that really, really, really freaked out that like, Oh my God, you know, like, you know, like the black Panther's gone. Like did, do you do know they're coming back, right? Like they're yeah. not dead. <laughs> like, uh, my whole thing is like, I know they're, they're going to come back, but there's the whole pet cemetery thing of what, how do they change when they come back? Cause I don't think they come right. back as they, as they were. Like, True. I feel like, Spider-Man Far From Home, which comes out two months after Endgame, is going to deal with that a lot with Peter Parker. With him so, coming back to life, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting. There'd be like an interesting take on it. Like, yeah, I, I guess that would be the one thing that I think would be okay with it. Like, if they pop back into existence, we're like, hey, guys, we're fine. We were just hanging out, having chips. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'd like that. But, like, if they, like, were changed by it and, like, they added, like, state almost stakes to it or like changes to it sure definitely yeah i also know a little bit about the plot of endgame and what they do so don't tell me please don't tell me okay 
we can have that yeah, conversation off the yeah. air because I because I do. Yeah, I like sadly the internet spoiled some some like there are some set photos that I saw that I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this, okay, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no part of me wants to know. Okay. I want to be I want to be super surprised. The movie's really just about Howard the Duck. <laughs> I hope so. He Howard the, the Duck comes in and I think, saves the I day. Actually, all joking aside, I think they actually did say he survived the snap, so maybe he'll join up. <laughs> he of course he did. Of course I he mean, did. Seth Green's got to work. Like who, Nobody hates <laughs> Seth Green, so let's bring him back in. Please. Um, Please. That way there's at least one other person from the Guardians movies in this <laughs> besides Rocket. Well, and oh, I guess Nebula, God. but she just leaves Tony there to die, so who knows? Oh, yeah. Um... But we get to see Hawkeye again, so that's fun. Yes, yeah, I'm actually like really happy about that. This, at least from what they revealed of him. And yeah. I and I'm I'm also kind of, like I laughed when when he took off his hood and turned around because all I could see was the lead singer of Green Day, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Billy Joel Armstrong. Yeah, because all I could see was Billy Joel. He like he takes off the hood and looks around like oh, it's Billy Joel from the American Idiot. <laughs> I did I did I did read a theory on Hawkeye that's not spoilery, but I was like, ooh, that uh-huh. that would be the best way to go about doing this. So they were introducing the scrolls in Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. And there's the whole thing in the comic books is secret invasion where the scrolls take over people and they don't know that they're scrolls. Okay. Like they they live years of their lives as these people and that no one knows that they're actually intruders. Sure. The theory, the theory is that the whole time we've known Hawkeye, he's been a scroll and that the Clint Barton we see in this trailer is the real one. That's cool. For the first time. That would be I'd cool. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. And honestly though, that would explain his costume and the fact that he's holding a freaking sword. The other the other yeah. theory on that is that his whole family died. I know you haven't seen Age of Ultron, but they'd make yeah. a big point of introducing him and his three kids and his wife. So I think the big I I think this movie opens with him sitting at dinner with his family and they all just turn to dust. I didn't think about that. Holy hell. That would be cool. I mean uh, not cool, but like sad. Imagine getting all hyped up for an Avengers movie, going in, the uh, the scene starts with a family, and you're like, oh my god, no. And then all no. the, the kids turn the dust, and then you just hear the Marvel fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what a heavy opening. Yeah. That'd be a good opening, though. It would. It, it's just a montage of all the characters who, who like had loved ones who turned the dust. So you, you get to see... Um, Shuri and Aunt May and like Aunt May calling Peter trying to figure out where he is and Aww. Yeah, that'd be really sad. Happy Hogan not being happy. He's just sad that Tony's gone. Did Happy Hogan survive the snap? I don't know. He better have survived the snap. I hope so. No, it would make sense because if you watch the movie for for uh, for everybody who leaves, there's like an opposite to them that stays like, uh, you know, and I think it would make sense for Tony to be around and happy not to be around. Sure. To be honest. I, but I, I don't know. I like I like the I like to think that happy lived. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know how busy John Favreau was with uh, Lion King when they were doing this. So. <laughs> Um, I'm not trying to think who else. Um, Peggy Carter's already dead, so Captain America doesn't have that. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. 
I can't wait yeah, for Endgame. Yeah, there, there's a few lines in this trailer that made me really excited about it. Like, I liked Iron Man confessional. I like when Captain America was like, this has to work because I can't, I don't know how it's, what's going to happen if it doesn't. Like, yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, I, they, they did enough. If this is going to be his end, his last movie, I'm really interested to see how they end his story arc. I wonder yes. if that's why it's called Endgame. I mean, mm-hmm. they've talked about Endgame a few times. Like, Doctor Strange said it in Infinity War. Tony Stark mentioned it in um, Age of Ultron. So, oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, when they're all fighting in the Avengers Tower, he's like, that up there, that's the Endgame. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to go through and rewatch all the Marvel movies before Endgame. Good. And I guess I have to watch Age of Ultron. <laughs> so... Do you not I'm like that movie? Eh, it's it's not great. Really? Yeah, I mean, it just feels like my biggest problem with Age of Ultron is all the character development that you had in the the movies in between that and the Avengers, like Iron Man three and Winter Soldier and Dark World. All that character development is just gone, like out the window. Like they don't address Tony coming back to being Iron Man at all because at the end of three he gives it up. Oh yeah, that's right. And then he's still the Iron Man again. Like, yeah. So and then like Thor is just like live. He's supposed to be living on Earth, but he's also like going back and forth to Asgard, even though Loki's in charge of Asgard, and he should know that by now if he's not yeah. just living on Earth. So like it just feels like they n- nothing that happened in between counted, and it's gotcha. disappointing. So, yeah, but they got David Spader to be the bad guy, so it's okay. James Spader. Was it James? James Spader, yeah. Oh, was I trying to make him David Spade? I was. Yeah. That's my bad. Whoops. <laughs> That'd be a, that's a different take on Ultron. That's a whole different take. I would see that one. Just swap out David Spade and James Spader and everything. So <laughs> James Spader is in Tommy Boy with, with Chris Farley, and David Spade is on the blacklist. <laughs> yeah. Yes, give me all of those. Oh man, Boston what Legal's was the TV show show. that he was in about the uh, about the magazine company? The nineties TV. Just shoot sh- me. Just shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> J- James Spader is Dickie Roberts, former child star. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're doing it. We have our premise. Oh Let's man, go. that, that's going to be the new. I'm gonna. Oh, I gotta Photoshop that now. Yep. That, that's our first T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> good oh man all right so that does it for january through april 2019 yeah um i'm gonna go, go ahead and add Endgame to the list of things we're gonna go see opening weekend oh absolutely because that's happening yeah and we're all gonna see it opening weekend yes but that's all i've got yeah. Um, we'll do this again before the summer. Ryan's fallen asleep on me, so we got to wrap this Aww. up. Sleepy time, Ryan. If you're going to snore, snore <laughs> in your microphone so people can hear you. There you go. Aww. All right. So for you, you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Two completely different ends of the spectrum. And we'll see you next week where we talk about Bandersnatch. Uh, the boonder snooch, as the Canadians call it. The boonder snooch. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. We'll see you later this week when we talk about banner snatch. Yeah. <laughs> so, see ya. Bye. Later.
say what now? Come on, come on, come on.